Before we get started today, I'd uh, just like to give a plug to our uh, friends at the AllSpark. It's the best Transformers forum on the internet. Yay, the AllSpark. I, I've used the AllSpark. It's was the last forum I've actually used, uh, like a year or two ago. Maybe let me do the talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that's a good idea. <laughs> hey, David, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just browsing the internet, getting the latest Transformers news on the AllSpark. Check out the front page for uh, the latest news. Check out the forums for uh, some pretty good discussion. There's lots of stuff. There's, there's art threads. There's news threads. Sure, there's a buy and sell section. Uh, comic? Do they still have the comic section? They, they do. Reviews? And, yeah, you can find discussion on the latest, uh, latest IDW comics issues or the latest uh, episodes of uh, Robots in Disguise. Yes, and the ongoing movie discussions and talk about old series and lots and lots and lots of things. It's a big uh, Transformers wiki thread. Oh, yeah. We, One of the uh, latest ins and outs of the Transformers wiki. Hmm. The many ins and outs of Transformers fandom are all yours and more on the AllSpark. That's right. What else are you going to do? Check Alt Toys Transformers? <laughs> Wait, does that even still actually exist? I, You know, it's it's you know like a news group, so it does, oh. nobody actually runs it, so it just is there. Oh, so so it's like a, just an archive kind of. And people, no, people still post on it, like oh. half a dozen people. That's weird. Um, I never got into them at the beginning because it, it was a weird setup. Well, it's a news group, and who the hell knows how to use a news group? <laughs> I didn't know when I first used a computer. I knew how to look up web pages. Now. You know, I don't know how to churn my own butter either. I could probably figure out the basics. But yeah, yeah, if you're posting to uh, Alt Toys Transformers, uh, let me know because obviously it's 1995. <laughs> So pick me up some of those uh, rock-carded Beast Wars figures, and <laughs> you can flip those for, like, a zillion dollars on eBay. Oh, oh yeah, that would be nice. It's like, stop talking about ATT. Let's just get into the episode and talk to everybody else. <laughs> so you, so check that out at allspark.com. Allspark.com. Yeah, they need, like, one of those old-timey radio jingles. All right. Ready to roll. Yes. I think so. Sure. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. Yay! All right, so, so today, uh, grab a bucket of pterodactyl hot wings and uh, enjoy uh, today's episode of Beast Wars Dark Designs. That's right. It I got the, the spicy garlic kind. Uh, well, it is the 13th episode of Beast Wars, the last episode before the halfway point of the first season. And uh, we, at this point in the season, we're kind of getting into the stock cartoon plots. Yeah, they're they're starting to yeah. just sort of pull things up. The fun thing is, though, I feel like when they do them on Beast Wars, it tends to, to work okay. Yeah. They've got a good this... enough grip on the characters that... Doing the stock plot still seems to work because they have their own twist on it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is the first. This is first aired November fourth, nineteen ninety six, and it was written by Ian Weir, who would uh, go on to write a couple of fan favorite episodes, including Possession and Code of Hero. Oh. So this is kind of a weird start, but we I guess we will see the connection with uh, Possession in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So we open up 
the Baxmals are hanging around in beast mode around, around some ever-present rocky terrain. Uh, Rhinox kind of has an adorable gizmo strapped to his uh, beast mode wrist. <laughs> he looks so weird sitting upright. Yes. It's it's a very adorable opening because they're all sort of just hanging yeah. out. They're chilling. Or right. Vista over the water. I don't even think rhinos can do that. I'm pretty no. sure they can't. No, I hippos maybe, but not rhinos. Did he have to ask Optimus to put it on him since Optimus is the only one whose beast most has thumbs? I assume so, or he just had somebody do it while they were in robot mode back at the base. Or rat trap. I guess. Yeah, I mean, rat trap has weird little rat hands. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were looking for some energon, but uh, it turns out it's way below those rocks, so they it was a it was a waste of time. It it does seem weird that all of them are out of the base. Yes, just, that's that's a plot in like half the other episodes. Is like somebody has to stay at the base. Well, uh-huh. Sentinels clearly. Pretty uh, yeah, good. Sentinel is working. So, mm, still, mm. having everybody in one spot except for Tigertron, who's who knows where. Maybe Tigertron was back at the base. <laughs> and hating every second of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're going for a walk, weird, possibly crazy loner. Watch our stuff. Yes. Of course, because this is the opening of a Beast Wars episode, they're immediately attacked by Predacons. Yes. I liked that they yeah. kind of hinted at that with the rocks that were crumbling over from where the Predacons were, even in, from the opening shot. Yes. This is a really aggressively directed combat scene, too. Yeah, shaky camp everywhere. Oh yeah, so oh, that's what Michael Bay got it from. He watched. I know that's, that's that's the first thing that popped into my head. It's like the, the camera just started jittering like crazy, like a handy cam, and and it's like, wait, is this the end of the first Michael Bay movie? What? There's even like some weird I, ghosting whenever Rhinox is firing the chain guns. I mean, do yes. most cartoons, especially of that time, have a director listed at the beginning along with the writer of the episode? Yeah, well, I, I know a lot. I, gee, I'm not sure, actually. Mm, I can't really think of a I, I know, I think Batman good. the Animated Series did. Maybe. Because certainly with Beast Wars, I mean, as we've noted, the directing is very unique a lot of times, and sometimes that's in a good way, and sometimes that's in a sort of less good way. Yes. Uh, and and this is one where it's just, it it was definitely a bit jarring, and that scene, honestly, I had trouble kind of focusing on it in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, it's, it, it's like, would probably not be good for people with seizures. Yeah. I feel like the, uh, the quick cuts and the blurriness and shakiness was... All done to disguise the fact that the blocking was just really, really silly. Possibly. And, and they reuse quite a few of the shots. Yeah. Again. It's just five people standing in one place, five people standing in the other place, just shooting. Yeah. Like the most kind of like, on Beast Wars fight we've had so far. Or the most Generation 1. I mean, they're in, a, they're in very ro- barren, rocky terrain. They're just kind of standing around shooting at each other. And nothing that actually gets shot does anything. Yes. And even, even Rhinox realizes this, because he's not even bothering to shoot at the Predacons, but he's shooting at the rocks over them, so they get buried in rocks. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Well, wait, was he shooting... I thought he was shooting the ones under them. No, he was shooting something that landed on top of them. Mm-hmm. See, it's confusing. It's hard to follow. Rhinox was doing a smart thing. I couldn't even tell where he was shooting, though. Just I thought he was shooting the rocks under them, because they're sitting on 
separately anim you can tell they're they're like on a different animation cell but since it's CG you can just tell they're separate shapes that not a flat plane huh, yeah. they're going to fall but it's you can add one to the Cheetor does something stupid list. Because oh. Cheetor complains Rhinox isn't actually shooting at the Predacons one second before the mountain falls on him. Well, <laughs> Cheetor, Although, he was trying to point out something. He just, you know, Cheetor don't think far enough. Although I, I do have in my notes here that Cheetor properly uses Parsec, which does make him smarter than George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Well, smarter than half of sci-fi writers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yep, Predacons are buried under rocks, and uh, Primal notes that uh, Rhinox would make, you know, a prime leader. Also, Megatron does some of the the worst robot trash-talking during the fight. He says, close the file on Optimus Primal and delete. <laughs> I'm just like, no, no, stop. At least it wasn't, it wasn't an animal pun, it was a computer Listen, they just forgot that they weren't writing a script for Reboot this week. Yeah, that was a really <laughs> rebooty line. Which, it, it's, as as I said in a previous episode, that's the one of the fun things about Beast Wars is they get to use both the computer puns and the beast puns. Yes. That was, that was a pure computer pun, and it was terrible. It made me sad. Yeah, I kind of like that, that Primal is sort of, you know, maybe grooming Rhinox for a leadership role, but he clearly doesn't want it. No. Yeah. Which I think makes him an even better person. Yeah. Oh, yes. So great. I don't I don't want your job. No, dude. I mean, he didn't run for leadership back in Chain of Command, even though he obviously would have been the best leader. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, Megatron has also noted this, and this just happens to gel with his latest evil invention. Which... So, do they ever say who actually invented this thing? It kind of seems like Megatron did. It could be he. Well, he, he said, "Wait, uh, what is the line?" Like he says, it took him like, uh, like megacycles to design it. Even though, how long Megas is a megacycle? Yeah, That's a good months, I believe, is the analog. Okay, well, that would make sense because if it was like an hour, I'm not too impressed, Megatron. Yeah, a cycle is. Wait, is that an hour or a day? I don't remember. <laughs> It's hard when they don't use hours. It's confusing. Yeah. And at least give us astro seconds or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's dumb, but it does let us know basically what we're talking about. But I, I will say that Megatron's new machine is way better than when Scorponok tried that kind of thing. Yes. So anyway, it, it uh, works better. Anyway, Rhinox gets captured he, uh, while he's bringing up the rear. We get gross spider bite sound effects. Yeah, it's a, and Tarantulas can lift up Rhinox? Tarantulas' web could wrap around Rhinox despite dropping on top of him? It's, yeah, well... It's it, like it, Spider-Man's webbing. It can just do that. Plus, it, it's, okay. it's got glowing electrics in it. It can do whatever it wants. It's, I'm just surprised that Tarantulas could lift Rhinox off the ground since he's like four times his size. And, and then, then Tarantulas yeah. injects him with a sleeping poison? Well, I assume that's like his fangs. He's like a spider. Oh, yeah. He did the blood drain thing. Because he could. I, mean, I, some sort of I assume some sound effects artist bit into a plum or something, because that sounds super <laughs> gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Actually, it's probably just Alec Willows biting into a plum. <laughs> this is possible. That that would be great. That would make me happy. <laughs> and he would probably have wound up in the same dungeon 
Rat Trap rescued Cheetor from if Megatron hadn't ordered him to capture Rhinox instead. Mm-hmm. Alright, so we are uh, he's, take, he's taking him back to the Predacon base, and he's got him uh, trussed up on the transmuter, which is an evil evocation ray. <laughs> yes, it shot him with yeah. evil rays. I do like the custom rhino restraints they have built into the thing. Yes. Yeah, which has him sitting down and hand, well, foot cuffed, some bondage gear. He shoots him with oh. evil rays, which really... I mean, this 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 raises a lot of questions. Yeah, I mean, well, for starters, yeah. uh, he just kind of... It seems like he just decided to use this thing on Rhinox. Who was he going to use it on before? That's a good... They've uh, already got something that they use to reprogram the protoforms, and it would make yeah. sense that it was based on that to some degree, but in beam form, rather yes. than yeah. <laughs> yep. switching out but of like the, the changing the protoform, it's like... A pr- protoform is essentially kind of a infant. It, right. it doesn't have a personality really yet. It develops it. Yeah. So you inject it with the right software, it becomes a Predacon. But this Ray turns someone who's already a Maximal into a Predacon, and, and Dinobot was a Predacon but became a ma- it, it does raise a lot of weird ethical questions. And about what the nature of the two factions is, if you can just shoot a beam at somebody. I mean, I don't consider my political affiliations to be something that could be changed by shooting me with a beam. <laughs> That, so, is it something inherent to them, or is this just possibly it's meant to tweak their personality in a way that would make them well, more receptive to that side's ideals? Yeah, like, and I have to assume that's it, because it's not yeah. just, what we get is not just evil Rhinox, but like, deranged, crafty evil yeah. Rhinox. Yeah, yeah. In that sense, it seems like a derivation from the... Mega B technology shown in Guerrilla Warfare. So yeah. is it like a really good argument, Ray? <laughs> it's like a really good argument for the opposite side. Well, I mean, I don't think so. Just because a really good argument uh, doesn't make you purple. That's true. <laughs> yeah, because this also makes him change color. I yep. see. That's, yeah, purple very... skin, glowing red eyes, silver, silver shrimp. instead of gold. That just raises more questions about the <laughs> That well, it's the best toy redeco we've never gotten. But it it falls in with well, like you were mentioning before, it's like it's a stock cartoon plot. Yeah, it this some MacGuffin transforms a good character into an evil character, and as standard in most cartoons, they usually get a darker color palette. Mm-hmm. To signify the evilness, so the viewer can know. In, in this case, it's like switch gold to yellow, or gold to silver, and then darken everything else. And he also it. gets extra eyeliner. Yeah. yeah. I noticed that. He yeah, that was like, weird. Dark thing under his eyes, and it's, it's pretty great. He looks pretty good that way. We need yeah, so, that repaint. So and somehow, the magic MacGuffin ray that Megatron has been working months or years to make, just extremifies his person. Well, yeah, it's kind of like the the missile Scorponok used. It, it intensifies even... some emotions and sort of seems to suppress others and somehow... And that... it also makes Richard Newman super hammy. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it being something similar to like, uh, you know, just medical manipulation in humans. I mean, there are things that you could probably 
inject people with. It's like injecting yeah. somebody with a lot of steroids or something. Yeah, or um. So it is it like or, it gave him roid rage. In a way, but it, it, it's like um. Uh, oh, what do you call it? Um, words thing. Um. Brainwashing. Sorry. Oh, brainwashing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's sort of a brainwashing. It's like come over to our side with this glowing purple beam. At the end of the episode, yeah. he does allude to having had a Predacon personality for the time. Yeah, and it's, it's even weirder. Basically, it it does two things to him and leaves everything else the same. It flips him from being very unambitious in a leadership sense to being very ambitious, and it flips him from being pacifist to aggressive. Yes. Everything else about him is the same. So that's something that I could see being achieved by some sort of neurological manipulation or the equivalent of some sort of hormonal manipulation. The Ray switched a couple of his jumpers and now he's in beta mode. I'm going to go with that because otherwise I, yeah... I don't. Oh. I don't know. I don't want to oh. get shot with a beam and have all my poli- political affiliations. <laughs> oh, you don't want to vote for Donald Trump? No, I get shot with a beam and suddenly Donald Trump seems really reasonable. Oh, I looked it up. According to the uh, Beast Wars story editors, a mega cycle is eventually defined as about an hour. Well, that's so way. That's way not it, impressive, I thought, Megatron. I thought a cycle was an hour. It took cycles like, a minute. It took him, like, all night to build that machine, man. Yeah. I had to look up Scorponok's notes on how he made the Mega Bee, and, you know, he can't really write that well, so I had to try to figure out what he was trying to say. Then I I had to build this thing. I had to make some rhino restraints. (laughs) I had some shows to watch. It was a big sacrifice on my part. He was up all night, man. So that's, that's, that's what I wanted to say about that particular <laughs> twist. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what the heck? And, uh, where were you going? It all leads up to Rhinox saying, Rhinox terrorize! Yeah. And the fun starts. And also, uh, Rhinox, I guess, left his communicator on, so the uh, so the Maximals have overheard all of this. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And also, the little Maximal symbol on his head turns into a Predacon symbol. Yes. It's very important. Yep. And so now that the Maximals know this, Cheetor and Rat Trap want to go in on the rescue of Guns Ablazin, but Optimus has seen this episode already. <laughs> he is super chill about this. It's, yeah. It's, in a way, it's to imply that, that Primal knows Rhinox so well that he knows what's going to happen, and apparently that this ray is a standard thing Predacons or Decepticons have used before, and he knows the results. But it's simpler to say, yeah, he read the script. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I know where this was when it's gone. I saw an episode of Thundercats like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he read this page on TV Tropes. Oh, and the best part? Primal says, yes. Oh, that was and, great. And he actually turns to the camera and just breaks oh, the fourth yes. wall. I know what's going on, kids. I read this script. <laughs> Everybody's stealing Megatron's catchphrases in this one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, first uh, Megatron, first uh, order business, plan an attack on the maximal base. Of course. But, uh, w- while that's happening, the computer craps out. 
So uh, Rhinox goes to uh, check on Scorponok, who is, I guess, the IT guy. <laughs> yes. Which yep. I, I don't know how well he's going to be running small cables and things with those claws. but Maybe he has his cyber bees do it. Maybe. That that would be clever. But he's uh, he's got... Uh, and he's just got big stacks of computers hanging around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a server room. Yeah. yeah it's pretty great. Uh, they're not particularly well balanced, though, because this is where Rhinox starts his insane murder spree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm not sure those were computers or just storage devices in the hold. He opened well, one up. Like, like they've got, like, buttons and stuff, stuff on them. They well, he opened like up a they, different panel. It's, they so. might have been, like, server units. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rhinox crushes the redactor modem that he stole out of the thing while he was in the base tour for new employees. Man, I hate that time I had to change out my redactor modem. That was pretty yeah, fun. Wait, when did he have time to do that? Because it seems like he was spending all this time being led around by Megatron, and yet somehow he got this chip that's basically in their basement, their IT room, and br- snatched it and then breaks it after uh, smushing Scorponok. Yeah, A small amount of time might have passed. He smushed it before he pushes a bunch of these precariously perched boxes over on Scorponok, and he gets hilariously crushed. (laughs) It's pretty bad. His head squashes, and then squashes again, and then squashes the third time, and on the third one, I wish... It's two-dimensional by now. Yeah. Not quite, but it goes really far. It's a good use of 3D manipulation. Just change the width. (laughs) So Megatron and uh, Waspmater unearth him, and Megatron is hilariously poking him with his uh, tail weapon to see if he's still alive. Even Waspinator calls Scorponok the idiot. Yes, the, the idiot does not respond. The idiot is... is well, that's because Megatron started out by calling Scorponok an idiot, and then Waspinator just keeps... Yes, boss, he's an idiot. Yep. But unfortunately, Waspinator's the next victim, as Ronix just kind of hits him with a computer on a computers. cable or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he set it up on a pendulum. And much, much like many uh, Transformers fans, right he gets brain damaged and then just starts making random Generation 1 references. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Generation 1 and fandom references, because this is where we see the first fandom reference in Beast Wars. That's right. Yeah. So, well, yeah, uh, he's talking about uh, Autobots and Decepticons and yeah, Shrapnel, Decepticon Shrapnel. Hero, which is a he weird is reference. Shrapnel, Decepticon Hero. Yeah. Is that the first specific reference to a previous Transformers character? I we saw Starscream so. in that uh, in the web. Well, yeah, that's well, the first yeah, but but actual calling out the name of a character, I think it is. Well, other than the yes. fact that we have a Megatron and a Optimus, and I guess a Scorpion, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a Dinobot. But well, yeah, he says, confirmation that the Great Wars ended three hundred years ago. Yes, yes, three centuries ago, and then Shrapnel, Decepticon hero, and, and, and then Megatron calls him insane, and then Waspinator says, Waspinator not insane, Waspinator Wonko the sane, or something like that. Uh, Megatron called him Wacko. Oh, Wacko. Yes, and he said not Wacko, Wonko, Wonko the and, sane. And in addition to being, a, I believe, a Douglas Adams character, this it was is. specifically the screen name of uh, Beast Wars superfan Ben Yi. Ah. Yes. Yay. Who would eventually be, uh, I think, a consultant on the show yes. for a couple episodes. He was the official Transformers consultant, as uh, said in the, in the credits. Was he 
using that username before this episode, or was... No, he was using it before this episode, what? yeah. Okay, he just actually, wanted to check and make sure. Okay. He actually stopped using it so much after this, because people got to know him by his actual name to the point where he wasn't using a username so much. Ah, yeah, because I wasn't on your ATT Transformers what's-his-thingy back then. I thought it was... I'd heard of Wonka the Same and Ben Yee. I thought it was reverse he started using after, but apparently I'm wrong because I wasn't a forum boy back then. He was, and and we may get into this a little bit uh, as we get past the, the halfway point in the season, but he was one of the fans to embrace Beast Wars. And, you know, he was involved in stuff before. I have some fanzines in the in the old file box with some possibly embarrassing uh, fan fiction comics involving Transformers and Death's Head 2. Ooh. But, uh, so he was, he his involvement didn't start with Beast Wars, but he was one of the biggest proponents of Beast Wars in the fandom, and I'm sure that's a lot of why. Also, because he was a nice, reasonable guy, and that was probably one of the biggest reasons why he ended up being their consultant. And before he was actually in the credits, he was helping out a little bit, and that's probably why he got the big nod. He was the first one to get the big nod. So, so yeah, he got... Watsonator got hit on the head and started making G1 and fandom references. And weirdly, it's Black Arachnia, who has never been to Cybertron, who is the one who gets them. Yeah, yes. apparently she's been given history lessons. She was mm. probably reading it. I mean, she's She seems smart. like a reader. Yeah. 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 yeah but what else where... is there to do on that planet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty Robot much. Of surfing. But while, while Megatron is face-palming at Waspinator, she says the Great Wars were three centuries ago, so we have a timeline. So this... Yeah. But that, the question is, is, when did the Great War end, which, which is Autobots versus Decepticons, the old G1 right. stuff? There was another question which Bob Forward suggested later, which was also whose years. Well, that's true. Uh, you, <laughs> but no, it, 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 she says centuries, <laughs> not actual. Well, you, well, still, a century is a collection of years. Yeah, and, and a year is measured by how long it takes a planet to orbit its sun. But, but Earth uh, years, or Cybertronian years, or... Which, some Which sort of standardized galactic uh, multiplanetary years. Well, I, I think it'd have to be galactic planetary because for a while Cybertron didn't have a sun. It was just roaming in space. That's true. Or oh. occasionally being pulled into Earth's orbit. <laughs> yes. Yes. So anyway, uh, this has all been witnessed by Pterosaur, who's, uh, as usual, got a little treason on his mind. Yeah. Uh, he yeah, apparently didn't have all of it beaten out of him. Yeah, he's better this no. than Dinobot or Waspinator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but then uh, Terrasaur wants to get in on Rhinox's plan to take over. But then Rhinox out star screams Terrasaur by beating the crap out of him. Rhinox is like lols, no. Well, not really, really. Just sort of choking him and threatening him and. and Delightfully delivered dialogue. It's good how Pterosaur's ambitions were renewed for like three minutes. And then he's uh, like, ah, okay, fine. I will yeah. go back to being content to not be the leader. Yeah, you, you can't yeah. be in charge here. The, the new big boy is here. It's like, get it? Got it? Good. 
Pterosaur's not getting 50-50. He's getting turned into pterodactyl hot wings. <laughs> Yay! And also, uh, at some point off-screen, uh, Rhinox also poisoned Tarantulas and Black Arachnia and ensnared them in their own webs. You yeah. would think they might yeah. be, like, immune to poison, but I guess poison is not a unilateral concept. I assume well, he trapped Tarantulas in Black Arachnia's web and Black Arachnia in Tarantulas' web, but I love that we just don't yeah. see it. Yeah, yes. like, like, yeah, I, I figured it was like they poison each other somehow or something. But, but they're both just hanging in these webs and making creepy little tarantulous noises. Even and they're kind of twitching like dead bugs. Yeah. 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 At first it's like, oh, are they just sleeping and they have hammocks? But no. <laughs> that would be adorable, but no. Well, yeah, because they're just swinging together. Say, so, oh, the little spiders are taking a nap together. That's cute. <laughs> and I, I also love the. Rhino stomping music that is playing while uh, Rhinox oh, is stomping through the yeah. Predacon base. And, and it's a yes. low angle, so he just looks massive. Pretty great. And, and they have a beat of his footsteps going along with the music. Ah, it's the best. Oh, such good Rhinox. Such evil good Rhinox. <laughs> so, Scorponok has been fixed, and he's telling Megatron about everything that happened. So, it's time <clears throat> confront oh, Rhinox. No, no, no. I love that scene. I He's love so the scene. traumatized. Yes. With Me- Megatron like, asking Scorponok what happened, and, and Scorponok's little, little chin is quivering as he's describing how he flattened <laughs> to Megatron. And Megatron is sitting in his sort of throne chair in the center of the their main room, and Scorponok is sitting on one of their little hoverboards, and he has his little feet just dangling off the edge so adorably <laughs> as he's hanging his head, sort of slumped there. So, and, and, then, and then he knocked the, the blocks over on me, and it hurts so much. It's, it's like just, just the, little, the little dangling of his legs. I I love this show for little moments like that. They, they just yeah. put in a little bit of character that has nothing to do with the scene, just the, just the little dangly legs, and it is... <laughs> Slumped posture. It's oh, so delicious. Now, Scorponok, show us on the plastic robot toy where he touched you. <laughs> That's effectively what's happening. It's <laughs> great. All right, so yeah, it's time to take Rhinox down, and so he's he's got Scorponok, and he's got Pterosaur, and they confront Rhinox on a bridge, and nothing has ever good hap- nothing good has ever happened to anybody on Beast Wars on a bridge. No. Not at all. So Rhinox is able to turn these two against each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Yay! By, mostly by noting that Pterosaur is a smirker. <laughs> yes. Yeah, He's a smirker. Mangle. Which kind of sounds I, like Mango. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. It's, I think I it love was sort of an earlier, thing for a little while. Earlier in the conversation, I love Rhinox accusing Pterosaur of trying to be a whole traitor thing, and Pterosaur just tugging on his collar that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, th- that actually comes into play later, because Megatron drags on his collar that doesn't exist to pull him closer at the end of the episode. <laughs> there is, and also great, great Scorponok voice acting here with his enraged screams. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, he's he's more mad, he gets more mad at Pterosaur than the guy who knocked over servers onto his head and squished him. Yes. Scorponok has a very short attention span. That's why, uh, that's yeah. why his invention stuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, after a 
horrifying looking headbutt. Rhinox just kind of grabs the two of them, bangs them together, and throws them off this bridge while giving them a little little bye bye wave. <laughs> yes. And uh, then he chain guns Megatron in the kneecaps. As you do. And then it's time for an evil monologue. <gasps> Only this time it's not Megatron. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, this evil monologue is taking place on the transmuter. So, yeah. uh, much like in uh, the, the Generation 1 episode, Attack of the Autobots, the transmuter has kind of the two settings. Step one, drain evil. Step two, recharge good. <laughs> <laughs> Actual quote yeah. from that episode. <laughs> oh, that, that sounds about right for G1. Yeah. That's not a good episode. We love you, G1. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you just... Why would you make a reverse setting on this thing? <laughs> Maybe well, it just exactly. slips a bit. Maybe well, he, he anticipated wait, this. I mean, it's mega- sure It actually has a reverse setting, and it's not actually... The, the beam itself automatically, like, inverts some polarity thingy in them to flip them. Flip, flip the on-off switch inside them from good to evil. Okay, well, that makes a stupid kind of sense, yeah. but it does make sense. Yes, it's like hit him with the beam again; it'll change back. If Predacon set to maximal, if maximal <laughs> set to Predacon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, this is—it's now time for the maximals to bust in and do their thing. And this fight scene is really disorienting. It, it, yes. It's disorienting, but it's great. Oh, it yeah, is. Yeah, it's like like the the opening fight scene with the camera jittering. It's hard to tell what's going on here. At least it feels like in the ma- moment of the mayhem. You could tell who's fighting who, although it's mostly just Optimus and Megatron and Dinobot versus Scorponok. What are Cheetor and Rattrap doing? I was guessing Probably they were standing at, at the door. Shooting I guess. Oh. I know it probably takes both of them to lift him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Optimus probably they kind of have like a uh, Indiana Jones versus the Swordsman thing, where Primal's yeah. trying all sorts of fancy stuff with his swords, and yeah. they get Primal's shot. legs are so wobbly in that it's weird. Yeah. it's... Like, like he's sort of squatting in, in an old He-Man toy pose, but he's also sort of bow-legged at the same time. Yeah. But it does so, work, because uh, eventually he cuts one of Megatron's arms off. Yeah, which is... <laughs> it's his head arm! The sequence before that is so great. Megatron's trying to do, like, a diving splash, and or Optimus is trying to do a diving splash, and Megatron gets his knees up, and then... Optimus is reeling on the ground, and Megatron does a kip-up. I kind yeah. of expected to hear Jim Ross in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's... For the like, second time that episode. I mean, after he got... After uh, Rhinox chokeslammed Pterosaur and Scorponok off the hell in a cell. <laughs> Good God Almighty! As promised as my witness, he is broken in half! <laughs> Oh, Megatron just Somebody got stop down. the Beast Wars all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this fight is in some ways kind of the most brutal. Oh, and that, that's the Scorponok. The way the Dinobot shot. fight yeah. is super brutal. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dinobot throws his rotate blade through Scorponok's shoulder, yep. and then they're just sort of wrestling and punching each other on the ground. And then and he's I didn't using realize... his spinner thing to just hit Scorponok in the head over and over again. It looks horrible. Yeah, I didn't oh, yeah. realize Scorponok was that short compared to Dinobot. Of course, I guess Dinobot's just, like, taller than everybody. Dinobot is variably huge. Which, it's yeah. still it's weird. I don't remember him being that tall. I don't remember Scorponok being bigger, but maybe that's just because his toy was bigger. 
Scorpinox yeah. takes such a beating in this episode. Oh. Yeah. And also, Wasp the is, and also Wasp Mater is still kind of wandering around, <laughs> quoting G1. Yeah, he's yes. buzzing he around. The machine kind of gets out of more than meets the eye before he collapses. Yep. Yes. In a weird, he sort of trails off electronically, but then again, maybe that's just Scott McNeil doing an extra weird voice. Maybe. And I think he's finally running out of juice after, <laughs> you know, having his brain ruined. Yeah. yeah. So he's been buzzing around, like, the Predacon base for, like, half the episode. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Just try to ignore him. Good job. You know, it's like when you have a fly in the house and you can't swat it. You just kind of leave one of the doors open, hoping, hoping that it'll go. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. they're just crazy yep. and they won't land on anything. They just oh, go mad. It's the worst. Yeah. So Cheetor oh, yeah. yells, it's going to blow. I have no idea what was going to blow because we don't even see an explosion. But mm-hmm. well, Let's grab Rhinox and let's go, go, go. Well, yeah. somebody shot the personality switcher thingy. I and I guess it's explosive? Yeah. Well, everything in the Predacon base is explosive. We know this by now. Mm-hmm. This is true. But uh, and, and Dinobot says we can take over the base now. Why are we running or something? It's like, the base is about to explode. How would you take over? Oh, just run. Just pick up the rhino and run. It's Dinobot. His answer for everything is take over the Predacon base. Except for the one time they could have done that when the Predacons left. Well, that's true. I mean, maybe he was planning to live there. Maybe. <laughs> anyway. So everybody gets out, and we're back sort of in like a nice grove. Primal's got a book. Yeah. I bet well, he stole it from Black Arachnia. <laughs> well, it's kind of like a, um, well, no, not a Kindle because it flips open. It, it, it's a, a foldable a laptop-y thing. It's yeah, probably a or... Kindle in a case. Yeah. yeah. They're chilling. That's what matters, is they're chilling. Yeah, they, they're just hanging they're in out. In a new meadow area. Yeah. And they're they're asking Rhinox about what it's like being a Predacon, despite actually knowing a Predacon. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to note that the Predacon they know is very put out by this. Yeah, oh, yeah. He it looks... feels like you're three gigabytes of attitude on a two-gig hard drive. No wonder they've got personality problems. I and then like they all have a big laugh like it's the end of an episode of Super Friends. <laughs> it stands out, and then you see Dinobot's head rolling his eyes and shaking his head. It's like, ugh. Uh, it, it, it's, it's like they just made a joke about how uh, Chinese people are bad drivers. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go... Actually, kind of maybe. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, it's okay, Dinobot. You're one of the good ones. <laughs> Seriously, guys? I mean, it, it's not entirely clear ever how much of this is they're a race and or they're just a faction. Yeah. It's, 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 the way they talk about the differences between Predacon and Maximal, sometimes it sounds like it's race, race stuff, but it's sort of political, kinda. It's, it's Mac versus PC. Yeah. Uh, They're all just running on Intel now. It's strange. I think that was a question that they didn't want to go into for this episode. That was a question. I mean, that's always kind of a question that you don't want to go into with Transformers. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's handled reasonably well in the comics right now. Yeah. It's it sort of a political difference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I came here for a beast war, not a race war. But <laughs> but at the same time, like, some you're born into it because you're created to be a soldier in, like, the Decepticon army. So I think right. the thing is, if you look at it as a factional thing, if you look at it as a matter of 
viewpoints, which you may have possibly been indoctrinated into, which honestly isn't that much different than with people and, you know, their, their upbringing. Yeah. But, uh, if you, if you look at it that way, then you don't have an episode here. <laughs> and they wanted to have yeah. an episode here. So they had to ignore yeah. that. Maybe but it's I, more like nationality, sort of, without a nation, actually. I think a lot of out. it, I, I personally choose to believe my headcanon here, which may have nothing to do with anything intended by the writer, but my, my headcanon here is that Megatron just tweaked Rhinox's personality in a, in a way that would make him more receptive to the Predacon cause. Hmm. I mean, if I was super aggressive and really ambitious in a social leadership sort of sense, I might change political sides too. That's true. So, there you go. I'm, I'm going to prefer to believe that. But poor Dinobot at the end, he was so put out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jerks. Yeah. Like, if, if the Predacons wouldn't murder me on sight, I would totally leave. <laughs> it's, it's like making the, the joke about, you know, Chinese drivers in front of your Chinese friend. It's yes. not yeah. cool. You don't yeah. do that. You don't do it to start with, but you especially don't do it then. Yeah. So, so yeah. And that, uh, that pretty much wraps up the, uh, dark designs. I, you know, it's, it's super goofy. But yeah. it's very enjoyable. It's it's goofy in the way I love, mostly because the Rhinox acting and oh, him yeah. acting as evil Rhinox. It's he does a good so job. He does Is that Richard good. Newman's standard uh, evil voice, like uh, for M Bison or? Uh, I think so. Was it uh, Iron or General Claw or General <laughs> Scar? I, I he was the bad guy on G.I. Joe Extreme. I can't think of the guy's yeah. name. Oh, G.I. Joe Extreme. Okay, I don't... It's kind of like his M. Bison voice. What is this? More deeper, a little shoutier. It is kind of more evil Rhinox than it is M. Bison. Hmm. Hmm. So he's specifically doing an evil Rhinox voice and not just yes. his evil voice. Yes. It... And Speaking of evil, at one point uh, Primal throws up the devil horns. Because <laughs> he's saying, like, if we attack now, we're going to be facing seven Predacons. And he holds up one hand, and on the other hand, he's just throwing the devil hordes. <laughs> he's not just, like, holding up the, the two first fingers. It's like the first and the pinky. That's because he's awesome. I mean, he's a gorilla who has swords, rockets, and sometimes a skull mace. He's pretty metal. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's pretty metal. In fact, he's made of metal. Part of them. Most of them. Partly metal, partly real. Yes. Which implies that metal is implicitly not real. Well, you better tell Man of War. Uh. Because I'm pretty sure that they think that only metal is real. This is an interesting philosophical debate. Yes. Almost as interesting as a f- philosophical debate about the implications of a ray that makes you evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah... I mean, this it is a, such a stock cartoon plot, and it is a plot that they use repeatedly, like a couple of times on Generation 1. Yeah. yeah. And basically every other cartoon ever made. Yeah. Oh, pretty much, yeah. You gotta have that episode. Yes. Well, back from when, when they, like, standardized writing and, and, like, 
you would write a script for one show and then you'd get hired on the next show and you just change some names and a few details and hey, there's another script done. I think it's uh, it's David Wise who did that a bunch of times. Yeah. On, oh yeah. On he did Ninja G1. Turtles. He also did a bunch of uh, Ninja Turtles episodes. Yeah. Well, it seemed to happen like after Real Ghostbusters. Like, like with Real Ghostbusters, they they like tried to get as many original scripts as they could, like not copying things. But it seems like most of those scripts from Real Ghostbusters ended up being plots in other shows later on. Like, I like see that. we're gonna be original, and then oh shit, all our original stuff is showing up in other shows. What the yeah. crap? It backfired. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. So I think that uh, that should about do it for uh, Dark Designs. Yeah. Uh, you know, solid enough episode, but not really indicative of Beast Wars at its best. Uh, ah, yeah. it's. It's, it's really fun, but it's not a story. Uh, yeah. No. It's but a series it's, of fun vignettes. But it's my mm. favorite episode from the first season. I love mm. this episode so much. There's a lot well, to like. Oh, admittedly, yeah. I, I like it for reasons that won't come up for a long, long time on this podcast. Well, that is yeah. true. Stay tuned for, like, this time next year. <laughs> yeah. You? yeah like, uh, In fact, almost exactly this time next year, because if we do this at this rate... Uh, a year from now will be right about the end of that first Beast Machine season. Yeah, uh, spoilers. <laughs> What's a Beast Machines? The Beast Machines. Beast. I will tell you about it when you're older. It's okay. spoiler alert. It's the reason I wanted Flat to do this podcast because I want to get the Beast Machines because I like Beast Machines more. And that is a super convoluted evil plot. Hey, I don't think I've I haven't seen most of Beast Wars since the one time when it aired. So there we go. Ah. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I've I taped most of Beast Machines, so I still have VHS tapes of like at least twenty of the episodes. But I had not rewatched Beast Wars until now, except for like I've watched a few episodes on YouTube like years ago, including this episode. So it's like this is refreshing myself, so I'm ready to watch Beast Machines all over again. <laughs> Oh, on the music. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna change the opening theme when we get to that. Yes. Uh, that, that's that's a ways away. Let's a ways. Well, like like I said, about a year. Yeah. I look forward to trying to be less negative about the show than I was when it first aired. Yeah. It it'll be interesting. It will be interesting. Which is yes. Do you want to talk a little about the SDCC news too? Oh yes. Because yeah. we have new. Uh, Vic- IDW news coming out right this moment. Yay. Uh, we want to do the new... sign-off first and then do this okay. to glue it into the more yeah, early episode. So it's easier to find. Okay. Welded onto the very end of the episode. Okay. okay. Oh, so it'll be like an outtake? Yeah. yeah. Ah, cool. An extra long outtake, probably. I'm starting to lose my voice, but... So remember, uh, you can find us on iTunes, uh, and you can uh, follow us on Twitter at @stasispod, and uh, now on Facebook. Look up Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. On those Facebooks. Which... And you can find our RSS feed on iconunderground.net. And you can also find us on Tumblr at uh, stasispod.tumblr.com. Yep. And please write into our Maxim mailbag at stasispodcast at gmail.com. Yes. We want to hear from you. That's right. We'd love to answer your questions on the air. Yes. Yes. Maybe you've been shot with a ray that made you evil? Write in. Let us know. We want to hear about it. So, 
in that case, uh, please join us next time uh, when we'll be covering the second part of this double D, double feature, double Dinobot. Why is it with episodes repeating? It's always two in a row. Always two there are. A master and another episode. (laughs) Yes. So, signing off, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. I don't want to get be the evil Ray. Oh, wait, maybe that would turn me good. (laughs) I'm Dick. SCC stuff now, so if you don't really care about this or you're going through the episodes from the past, you can probably safely skip this part. So, yeah, I guess our news now is that uh, there's a new uh, Nick Roche uh, record series coming out. Uh, oh, there is? Ooh, I uh, just announced. Like, the IDW panel is going on like right now, so this is coming to you live from you'll be hearing this two weeks from now so no I should, like sit up and actually look at my my twitter uh, but yeah, uh, written and drawn by nick roche it looks like it's got uh stakeout in it Ooh. Ooh. uh springer impactor rc cup uh verdi carlo hey. um the couple guys i don't recognize but yeah uh sins of the wreckers nice Ooh. interesting Oh, man, I never even got the hardcover of the last one. I have the issues, I just didn't get all the extra stuff. Oh, I did. It's good or extra stuff. Ever actually read any of the extra stuff that was in the original issues? Aww. And then, uh, yeah, as far as uh, Transformers toy news goes, uh, we got our first look at the Combiner Victorion. Uh, well, first yes. complete look. We yeah, first look at the uh, like toy and everything. Yeah, not not just a comic panel. There's more, more comic panels to be scanned. We've seen the toys, and she's very orange and teal. Or it's kind of a reddish. It's like a it's, neon. Yeah, it's salmon not, pink maybe. It's it's a like, weird. She kind of looks like Quick Switch, the uh, Autobot Six Changer. Kind of those. Yeah, colors. yeah. Only he had a third color that was creamy white. They're all pretty much two colors and black. There's a little blue. bit of gray on there in bits. There's a few some, yeah. silver accents. Some black on the cycle. Some metallic silver. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah uh, there needs to be more contrast between the colors or a, more of a third color pickup. Yeah. And, I uh, like them. I'll buy them. I yeah. want the box set, but uh, but I might add, add a little bit of extra black paint to a few of them. And Especially the, the one that has, like, the, the Nightbird head. Yeah, we've got the uh, names yeah. of the components. We have uh, Rust Dust, the motorcycle. Uh, uh, transforms into the bust. She, <laughs> yes. She's a little motorcycle. Rust dust the uh, bus. We have Jumpstream, the car. Dust so, Up, the other car. Which one's is, the ninja one? That's Dust Up, who kind of mm-hmm. has a head based on the on the Nightbird. Yeah, and the other one has sort of an RC-ish head. Yeah, an RC-ish head. Uh, we've got the Helicopter Twins, Storm Clash, and Skyburst. Yeah. Decent names. I do love and, some twins. 
And they're led by the fire truck Pyra Magna. Which oh, is yeah. the best name of the bunch, right? That is good. That is a good name. It, it's yeah. a very Ultra Magnus Optimus Prime name. Yes. Yes. And she has sort of a prowl head. Kind of a prowlish head, yeah. 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 Got the horns going on. But I, I like I like the looks of the combined mode. I I'm, yeah. And they all have weapons that combine, which I'm, oh, uh, I'm a sucker yeah. for. And the new hands. Look gorgeous. And, new hands and feet for the combiner, and I think the cars have new hands. Uh, yes, I think they have like more open hands than the sort yeah. of blocks, and they all have they uh, the helicopters at least have remolded chest detailing, so they've kind of got uh, chest details that mirror each other. Yeah, well, no, uh, the cars have new chests, not the helicopters. Oh, okay. I think yeah. the I think the helicopters also have new chests. Wait, well, let me find one of the tabs I have open. Uh, maybe. Anyway, there's uh, there's a quite a bit of remolding on this. Yeah. And, uh, apart from that, I think the only other big reveal was uh, Scattershot. Yeah, which is yeah. just another another remold of uh, Silverbolt. And I, I hope it me- they weren't revealed, but I hope it means we're getting Technobots. Because I like the Technobots. I hope so, yeah. too, because I want a drill tank. Yeah. The Technobots are my second nice. favorite combiner team. Oh, after, uh, what's it? Uh, after the, the uh, aerial bots. bots. My beloved aerial bots. One of these days we'll have to explain. Two aerial bots? All right, and yes, we we also saw the the G2 aerial bots and the G2 Stunticons, who look super pretty. Hopefully, hopefully this time Slingshot won't just shatter into a million pieces. I kind of really want that Slingshot, even if I didn't get any of the other ones, although I'm pretty sure he's a gift set. See, yeah, a gift the set. best thing about that is you can totally see, okay, all the aerial bots get together and they're like, we, we want to do some new colors. We're all going to do let's, like a red and blue and we'll have some white and silver accents. Yeah, let's do this. Next day, they all come back. They've all got that nice uniform color scheme, except Slingshot just made himself <laughs> solid gold. He's yeah. like, hey, guys, um, Slingshot. Please call me Blingshot. <laughs> What's the other one? He, he would get his Rolls Royce chest plate back from that episode. <laughs> 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 oh, so the G2 look fantastic. They do look oh, yes. really pretty. All those colors are really... That, that's what I was saying about the, uh, the, the aesthetics of the early 90s. They've got this great, this beautiful mm-hmm. colors. I'm so I've much more the, likely to buy those than any of the ones that have been on shelves so far. I've sure. got the G2 logos. Yes. Super yeah. Delicious G2. I feel like I should support uh, Victorian, even though I... If that teal was more muted and either yeah. darker or lighter, or the red was more muted or darker or lighter, mm-hmm. I'd probably be all over it. But as it is, it's just two complementary colors at full saturation and it doesn't look like they correspond to anything on the toys. Yeah, no. It's just like we I, thought it would be cool if this much of the toy was this color. Yeah, I'd like it more if it was like it was like a, a warm, a, a solid red and like all spark blue, mm-hmm. or something. But uh, it, it, I'll buy them. Yeah, but uh, it could be better. Is the thing. Yeah. But oh well. Maybe they'll tweak it based on the response that's been getting here at SDCC. Yeah, because yeah. probably not because they're probably already. Releasing deco information for manufacture, but yeah, maybe. Well, they might. There, there might be time. That you, you never know. But it, yeah, it's. It was a hand painted model at the show. I'm, I'm wondering if I, it being I, less glossy will help too. Yeah, yeah, because the stock. 
Oh, I, I was just saying, I'm mostly disappointed in the SDC uh, news because I really wanted more Robots in Disguise news. Yeah. yeah to be. Was there any, really? We're getting a Legends Windblade, I guess. Yeah, we, we saw some new Legends, but uh, apart from that, no new, like, anything, no new uh, no news on new larger toys or a potential season two of the show, which I think is penciled in, but I don't know if they've 100% confirmed it yet. Yeah, or pretty much any Decepticons other than Legends now, which is... Yes. I demand more Animal Guys. I know, because mm-hmm. Animal I, Guys... I, are... All the Animal Guys you will give me, Hasbro, if you That's listen. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's good for me, because that means I get more money to buy more combiners, but... Gee, who would have thought that the Beast Wars podcast wants more animal toys? <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. The, yes, that that is, that is my biggest disappointment with Combiner Wars so far. No Predaking, no Seacons. We did have the semi-recent announcement of a Masterpiece Optimus Primal. That's true. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. you're still riding that high. That, that's <laughs> Based completely accurately on a CGI monkey from 1996. <laughs> oh, so yeah. good. So good. Uh, oh, it, it would be best, but I really doubt it, if he had, like, swappable monkey faces. Like a standard, a smiling, and and just screaming. Standard, smiling, screaming, and shades. Oh. <laughs> oh so good. Coming soon in possession. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, so I think uh, that should do it. Yay. Yeah, voices given out a little, but yeah. uh, we're, we're done before the dinner hour. Yeah, I, I, uh, Good to- yeah. Dark Designs is going to be a long. <laughs> so we've been keeping it pretty brief, so I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around forty-five minutes. This one might hit an hour. 